So we're starting at Luke chapter 19, verses 1 to 10. Zacchaeus the tax collector. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and he was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today has salvation come to this house Because this man, too, is a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you so much, uh, Jean, for reading. And uh, can I add my welcome to uh, that of Hannah's? It's uh, great to be with you this morning, especially if you're a visitor for your first time, or whether you've been coming a little while, it's great to be with you. And I do hope that you feel very welcome as, in, as we enter this week of um, activities around the big um, welcome. Why, why are you here? Why are you here today? I mean, what are you here for this morning? Let's just take a moment, shall we, to, to pray. God, our Father, thank you um, that you've brought each one of us here today. And we pray now, as we look at your word together, that you will help us to understand it. We pray that by your spirit, you will um, speak to us through your word and that we'll see Jesus. For we ask in his name. Amen. You might like to um, keep your Bibles open at uh, Luke chapter 19. It's on page 1000. And 53. It'd be helpful as we um, work our way through it. This is a a story of personal encounter. In fact, it's the last personal encounter uh, with Jesus before he enters Jerusalem. Um, He is only days away from his crucifixion. Uh, And what we have here is an amazing story of, of welcome. Throughout Luke's account of Jesus' life, um, he makes friends with all kinds of people. He makes friends a lot with tax collectors. Um, And in fact, he he meets one particular tax collector back in chapter 5 called Levi. And Levi leaves everything and follows Jesus. And then he has a dinner party where he invites other tax collectors to it, a whole crowd of them. And so Zacchaeus here, we're introduced to, is a chief tax collector. And it's possible, it is possible that Zacchaeus had heard about um, these things uh, that have been going on with other tax collectors. And he's perhaps he's sitting there, 
He's sitting there thinking, um, that's odd. That's really odd. Um, uh, no one important or a, a teacher, a rabbi, would, would normally hang around with people like us, people like me. But Jesus has said, uh, uh, he said in uh, Luke 5, he said, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but those who are ill. I've not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Why did Jesus show up at Levi's uh, booth? Well, because he needed to meet Jesus. Why did Jesus show up at this sycamore tree? Well, because Zacchaeus needs to meet Jesus. Why does Jesus stop at individuals today? Because people need to meet Jesus. That's why we're here. That's why I believe that we meet today. Look with me at verse 10 at the end there. It says, the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Perhaps you're here, you don't even necessarily realize that you might be lost. And Jesus comes to find you. He comes to find you. Jericho, uh, where this happens, is, it was no small uh, village. Um, Jericho was a, a desirable um, place. It was kind of like the, the Tunbridge Wells of, uh, of Judea. And uh, it was location, location, location. It was a good place to be. It was, it was a good climate. Um, Jericho itself means um, a perfume place. It was a, a sweet-smelling place. Um, and this was no sort of struggling backwater uh, of a place. Um, this was on the main commuter line um, from Damascus to Arabia. Uh, and so many people were, were coming uh, through that place from all kinds of backgrounds. It was a bustling place. It was the last major stop before Jerusalem. And in that culture, in the custom uh, was to go out onto the streets when people were, were coming through it, when there was a big pilgrimage, a big journey for one of the big festivals in Jerusalem. People from Jericho would go out and greet people. That's what's happening here. And you can imagine, can't you, that the word had got out in that, in that place. The word had got out. People were saying, oh, you know, Jesus of Nazareth is, is coming. You know, the, the, the one from Nazareth who who uh, uh, does, uh, uh, has done miracles and, and told amazing stories. He's coming here. He's coming through our, our town. I, I, I want to see, I maybe want to see what he looks like. Is he tall or short? Does he have a beard? Does he wear glasses? No, he wouldn't wear glasses, would he? <laughs> you were supposed to laugh at that point, but you didn't get that. No glasses, whatever. But people wanted to come out and find out, don't they? what he's like. And perhaps people are saying, or, you know, perhaps, I wonder if he'll stay a while. Will he, will he uh, go and stay with the mayor, one of the, the local MP or something, one of the dignitaries? But of course, that's not what happens. The least likely thing happens. Even Zacchaeus here must have been absolutely shocked. Why? Well, he was an outsider, a social outcast. Um, he was despised 
um, by everybody because he, he, he stole money um, from his own people and gave it to the occupying Roman uh, Romans. And he took a cut, of course, for himself. His name is Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus means, literally, Zacchaei means pure or, or uh, just. You can imagine his parents as they hold the baby uh, Zacchaeus in their hands, thinking, what should we name him? I know, let's name him Zacchaeus, because we want him to, to be pure and just. And how ironic that, that must be, because he'd become a fraud. He'd become anything but that. He was a cheat, a figure of loathing, a person actually that nobody wanted to have anything to do with. And yet, verse 2, he wanted to see who Jesus was. He wanted to see who Jesus was. Why are you here today? Why are you here today? Some, uh, the reason... You've come here to St. John's is to find out more about Jesus. You're inquiring, you're interested. I'm really glad and pleased that you're here. Of course, you're not going to meet Jesus physically, but you can meet him in his word as the story unfolds, as God, by his spirit, takes his word and creates faith in the hearts of genuine seekers. I was thinking about it, you can imagine uh, Zacchaeus, can't you? Um, went to his bed the, the night before, and as he slipped under the, the silk sheets, because I'm sure he had silk sheets, because that's what you have if you're wealthy, um, you know, uh, and he turns and uh, he says to himself, you know, in the morning, oh, I've heard this Jesus is coming, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out about Jesus, and I'm going to make sure that nothing gets in the way, no matter whether Love Island is on or the open gulf or, or whatever it might be. He's definitely curious. But it's not just about curiosity. I think it's about his conscience as well. As he lay in bed, I wonder, staring up at the ceiling, contemplating his life, he begins to reflect on his failures and his, his own heart. Perhaps the, the faces of people that he's um, ripped off come into view and he starts to think about what he's become. He looks around and he sees the amass uh, things around him that he's gained. And the thoughts start to hit his heart and his mind that, you know, mum and dad called me just and pure. And look what happened. I can't go on like this. I can't go on living this way. Maybe that's how you've arrived here um, this morning. No one else sees the secret things of your hearts, of your heart, but you know uh, that they confront you. Uh, and you know that you can't actually go on like this. And you've heard about this this Jesus who's coming um, to town, this Jesus who seems to be compassionate, who seems to be uh, a great teacher, who seems to have hung out with people who nobody else would, would hang out with. 
He welcomed people. You see, there's a, uh, you see, there would be no kind of big welcome uh, for somebody like Zacchaeus at his local synagogue. No one inviting him to a church event to hear about Jesus. He was that lonely outcast, a lonely man. You know, um, loneliness is one of the, um, the biggest problems, I think, in our society. We've been doing a bit of parish visiting. You may have come here this morning because of the parish visiting. And one of the things that we've discovered is just how um, lonely many people are. It is true what the Beatles sang, all the lonely people. Where do they all come from? All the lonely people. Where do they all belong? It's not my um, generation of music. And I was thinking about um, uh, music and uh, another song crept in, into my head um, called The Boulevard of Broken Dreams. My children, um, are, as they get older, are increasingly getting embarrassed by my music taste. And um, uh, this song is by a band that uh, is called Green Day. So uh, I'm sure most of you don't know who Green Day are. <laughs> uh, which um, apparently they are a punk rock band. So, um, but anyway, that in that song it really resonated with this thought. It, it, it goes, and I won't sing it. I walk the empty street on the boulevard of broken dreams where the city sleeps, and I'm the only one, I walk alone. I walk alone, I walk alone, I walk alone. My shadow's the only one that walks beside me. My shallow heart's the only thing that's beating. Sometimes I wish someone out there will find me. Sometimes I wish somebody out there will find me. Somebody is out there trying to find you. And so Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus. And maybe he had heard about others speaking about Jesus as their friend. Oh, I've met this Jesus. And he, he, he told me um, who I was and I encountered him and I became his friend. He, he found me. And Zacchaeus is trying to work this all out, and he's thinking to himself, um, but I, this, I thought religion was, was all dry and, and, and drab and impersonal and, and kind of about rules and do's and don'ts and all harsh and, and unfriendly. Friendship. That's a, a big draw, isn't it? Who doesn't want Friendship. A big reason why people come. A big reason why people are drawn to Jesus. And so as Jesus slips into his sleep the night before, he says, I've always wondered what it would be like to see and to meet this Jesus. I've just had this nagging feeling always in my heart, this longing, this urge to meet Jesus. How does that happen? How does that urge, that that longing come about? I mean, does it happen by accident? You see, the, you see, by nature, we have no interest in knowing Jesus. By our, our own nature, that's not what we normally desire. 
And the Bible um, in Romans 3 tells us that no one seeks God, not one. So what's going on? I mean, it's not as if you go out into uh, Blackheath and uh, people you meet, you wind down, they're winding down their windows and they're saying, you know, can you show me Jesus? I don't think that happens very often, if it happens at all. It's, it's, it doesn't happen. Most have no interest in Jesus. But when your heart begins to, to nag you and to, to sort of uh, tap on you, to, to, to cause you to itch, call it whatever you like, whatever that feeling is. Friends, if that's you, please follow it. And, and pray I want to see Jesus, like Zacchaeus. Of course, there are obstacles to face, aren't there? There were obstacles for Zacchaeus. I mean, he was a a short man, a very little man. A very little man was he, as the song goes. He was a little man. There was an obstacle. There was a big crowd, and uh, he was a little man. And so he had to to climb a tree. There's There's that physical obstacle, but there's also the embarrassment obstacle. I mean... It was undignified in that culture for, a, for any man, in particular an older man, to, to climb a, a tree. He looked pretty stupid doing it. But he didn't care what others thought. He wanted to see Jesus. If you're here, don't let the obstacles, don't let what other people say get in the way of you seeing Jesus. Verse 5, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up. Zacchaeus can't believe it, can he? I mean, he, he's probably just as shocked as everybody else. Uh, Jesus stops beside his tree. The least likely to be noticed, the most unlikely person to come, the outcast, the, uh, and yet Jesus stops and looks up. And so we see very much a, a gospel, a good news principle. The, the, the first shall be the last, Jesus says. The last shall be first. The proud will be overlooked. The outcast invited in. The arrogant will be rejected, but the humble will be welcomed. You see, there was a shepherd who had a hundred sheep. And ninety-nine were in the fold. But he went out in the dark of the night to find the one. There was a woman who had ten silver coins, but one went missing. And so he, she searched and swept the whole house to find the one. And so there was a man on his way to Jerusalem via Jericho. The crowd were lining the streets, and yet he came to this tree to find this one. This is not chance. This is a divine appointment. You might feel you're here because somebody else invited you this morning. But ask yourself, who's searching for who here? The eyes of Jesus look up and they fasten on Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I'm coming to your house today. Zacchaeus? He knows my name? 
He's calling my name. How's that work? He must know my my failures, my my hopes, my my fears, my thoughts. He knows who I am. How, How does that work? I am the one. Sometimes I think, you know, we, we feel, don't we, that we're just one person, another cog in, in the wheel. That there's so many people, millions of people in London, whatever it is, nine million. How is God interested in me? And I was struck by a, um, a song by a writer you won't know, but they wrote these words. Sometimes my life, it feels so trivial, immersed in the greatness of space, yet somehow you still find the time for me. It's then you show me your love, and in your eyes I can see, and in your arms I will be. I am not just a man vastly lost in this world, lost in a sea of faces. I am not just a man vastly lost in the world. Do you know how intimate a relationship with Jesus Christ is. He knows your name. He knows your address. He knows where you work. He knows everything about you. He knows your life. And he's come to seek and to save the lost, it says. Today, I must stay at your house. Today. I must. It's interesting. Why the must? Why is it... A must. Well, it's because it's a necessity. You can have nothing um, to do with Jesus unless he comes, unless he comes and he takes up residence in your life. You know, to come to somebody's house was to take up residence in their life. That's what it's about. I must stay. What is his response? What is our response um, this morning? Verse 6 tells us, So he came down at once. And welcomed him gladly. In the heart of this man, um, there is a, a transformation taking place, isn't there? It's, t- it's taking place in his messy, uh, sinful, uh, busy, lonely heart. There's now a sense of gladness. He came down gladly, and there's joy. Something is going on here. Something has started. You imagine he slides down the, the tree. Uh, he welcomes Jesus in. Of course, he's not really understanding a lot about what's going on, is he? You know, there's, there's nobody at the bottom of the tree where he slides down with a clipboard saying, oh, justification by alone, do you know what that means? Or, you know, you're sanctified by the blood of the Lamb, do you, know, do you understand that? There's, there's, there's none of that. Of course, there is that to come, isn't there? He probably knew little of some of those foundations of the faith. And in time, that will come. But what matters is that he had been welcomed by Jesus. What's going on here? Jesus says elsewhere, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from, for where it is or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. See, there will be a time for teaching, there will be a time for understanding, which will be important, but for now, all he can sing in his heart is probably something like Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound, that saved a wretch like me. I was lost, but now I'm found. 
I'm no longer the same. I saw him. His eyes met mine. He welcomed me. This is a dramatic encounter, isn't it, with the Lord Jesus Christ? What is the response? Verse 7 tells us there, well, there was initially mutterings, weren't there? There always seems to be mutterings when something like this happens. You can see it in verse 7. When we put our trust in Jesus, there will be people around us who will say, look at that, he's, he's gone all God on us. We don't know um, anything about the, the conversation that happened in the house between um, Jesus and Zacchaeus. There's a bit of a silence over that. And there are some things that nobody needs to know. That's between you and, and God. A friendship with Jesus is personal, but it will become apparent, your relationship with Jesus, it, because it transforms you. And the transformation then works itself out. That's what we see in verse 8. If you look at that in verse 8, Zacchaeus stood up and he seeks to make good the things that he's done in the past. Then you know, no doubt there would have been the, the tax collectors' union, perhaps. You know, they, they were gathered somewhere um, and they see Zacchaeus and they come along and they say, you know, hey, Zach, are you coming? We've got this scheme going on. We can make loads of money. Um, it's, you know, we can, we can make a, a killing here. And what's he going to reply? How's this change going to work out in his life? He says, no, thank you, I, I quit. Oh, so you've gone all, all religious on us, Mr. Just, Mr. Pure. You've gone all, all holier than thou. No, no, no. I, I'm just telling you that I, I went out to see Jesus and find out a bit and I wanted to see him and I know it sounds crazy but he stopped at my tree and he looked up and he and he said he wanted to come and have a tea with me he wanted to meet me and know me boys you know how much I love to have a uh, you know on the game and earn a buck and and you know fly close to the wind but you know I've changed I've just lost that desire for it I, I don't want it anymore something dramatic has happened to me inside me and I met Jesus, this little old crooked me. Um, I've met him. I found a friend in Jesus. And after all that, he was actually looking for me. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this home. Salvation has come. I wonder if you know him today. Do you know Jesus today. Do you know this, this welcome that, that it talks about, this friendship? The one who has defeated sin and, and death and is able to share his life with you forever. In friendship with Jesus, there is forgiveness. That is where forgiveness is found. It's a whole new start, a new beginning. The past is dealt with. The darkness is, is done away with. Um, the muck, the mistakes, that's what Jesus offers when he comes and he stops at your tree. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. No one else can, can offer that kind of forgiveness because no one else has picked up the tab for the sin, for all those sin and that rebellion against him because he paid for it all. He paid the price for us when he died on the cross. 
in our place. And not only that, he, he, does, he gives us um, significance. He gives us purpose in life, a new identity. You're not just another cog in the wheel. You're not just another face in a sea of um, faces. Jesus comes to seek you out. It's the you, not you generally. He's come to seek you out, specifically you as an individual. That gives you tremendous significance, doesn't it? To know that the Lord Jesus, the Son of God, wants to know you and is making you a child of God, a son, a daughter of his. That's big, isn't it? That's a big welcome. Zacchaeus, I must come to your house today. Entrance is free. He welcomes. He welcomes you, me, today. Will you welcome him to your house, to your life? But before I finish, I do want to say that there is a a cost. I think it's important to to mention this before I finish. There is a, a cost. The cost is your whole life, your whole being, your whole life you give over to to Jesus is everything. To be welcome costs us our sin. Our sin is nailed on the tree at at Calvary. Nailed on that cross. And therefore we can't hold on to Jesus and at the same time hold on to our sin. The very things that actually he's wanting to set you free from. It means daily taking up our cross and following him. It means daily saying to him, I want to trust and follow you every day and saying no to my sin, just like Zacchaeus did, didn't he? I've done with it all. I'm done with my selfishness. I'm done with my independence. I want to live for you. Lord, take my life and let it be consecrated to thee. Take my job, take my family, take my money, take my friends, take my children, take everything, take my marriage, whatever it is, and use it, Lord. Because you're my friend. You're my Lord. You're my saviour. Why are you here today? Why are you here? Did you come because you wanted to see Jesus? You wanted to see him. Well, know that he came to seek and to save the lost. He stands below your tree, as it were, wanting to welcome you and to come stay at your house to give you life. Let's pray. Let's just take a moment to to pause and to think and in the quietness just to come before the Lord Jesus and ask him, ask him, ask him into our lives. God our Father, we thank you that you have stirred us, urged us, nudged us to come to see Jesus. And we thank you for your word, that in your word we see Jesus. And we pray now that you would meet us.
and that you would come into our lives, that you would change us and transform us, that we may be your friend, that our lives would be transformed. For we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.